This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Take a man podcast from Odyssey Sports. That's Logan Paulson. I'm Craig Hoffman. We will see what happens week one. We'll get you more prepared for week one, of course, coming up on Thursday's show. But let's take a longer look at the season, Logan. Uh, thanks to our friends at BetMGM, uh, who, by the way, newest sponsor of the Hoffman Show. Uh, we haven't even said this on the show yet, but <laughs> use the co- promo code Hoffman. Uh, I think you get $10 in free bets. So that's, that's a nice little... Uh, Nice little thing. Just a little sneak peek for those of you here on the podcast. Uh, we're going to take a look at some of the, the overs and unders for the season. Um, so let's start off with the win total because um, th- that's about as wide as we can go before we get into some of the individual guys and, and what they may or may not do this season. They've got the uh, the over under seven and a half wins. Do you like the commanders to win at least eight games this year? I do kind of. I mean, I don't know. I, I think – Maybe because I'm just covering the team so closely. Like, I just feel like there's a lot of talent on this roster, specifically on the offensive side of the ball, unlike last year. And they won seven games last year. I think this team's gotten a lot better. And I think that the division, you know, in certain areas, like I think Dallas has gotten a little bit worse. I think Philly's better. But again, there's a lot of variance there with Jalen Hurts. So I, I think, I think, yeah, I'm a little, um, I think that's a low number and I'm trying to understand why. And it's probably because of the variance of Carson Wentz. And again, that's the thing that would make me even a little bit skeptical about just embracing that bet with two hands is because like, it's like, well, you know, he does, he is a little up and down. If he's good, I think they win 10 games easy. If he's bad, you know, they'll probably win five, which is kind of crazy to think about given their strength of schedule. Yeah, and that's the thing is like they have such an easier schedule this year that even if Heineke winds up having to play a couple games, you feel like they can compete. But at the same time, you know it's uh, you know I, they just don't have a lot of margin for error with injury. Like yes, they have, I think, true. more than last year. Um, but I mean, we saw how much like the Curtis Samuel, uh, you know, Curtis Samuel injury like derailed their season last year. Um, but at the end of the day, like I, I do think they will win over seven and a half. Like I would take the over, but I also like if that number is eight and a half, I'd probably take the under. Like eight to me is like the right around the right number. Eight nine well, wins, a, and, and I'm that, push like back that's the a thing is bit. they're just kind of right in that that middle zone. Well, in terms of depth, like at least offensively, like you look at tight end, like they're way deeper at tight end now. They're way sure. deeper at wide receiver. They're, I mean. Bro- Prior to the Brian Robbins, I think they were re- way deeper at running back. Their offensive line depth is always kind of this black hole of just infinite O linemen for some reason. So I, th- I really think like you know they're in a better spot. They could sustain some injuries offensively and be okay. Sure. And I think the but, offense is going to go ahead. I was going to say Samuel's one that proved last year like completely changes their offense. I think sure. McLaren is a little like if something would happen to him, like Dotson obviously gives you some, some little bit more leeway there of having a big dynamic playmaker um, on the outside, but defensively, like 
I, I that would be my sure. counter yeah. more more of anything is like Curtis Samuel as a like a slash weapon type and then defensively like you're already starting the season without Chase um and and you don't know exactly when he's going to get back uh and then linebacker like we just we talked about it earlier in the show like Bostic signing is great for what he is but like if he's got to play that's that gets a little dicey potentially um you know Mayo same thing like good at certain things but a little dicey uh you know in other areas or a lot dicey corner is like a gigantic what if um you know and you hope that the starters look as good as they did during the preseason um you know not what they did last year look what they did at times during the spring and summer so um i I do think that they're they're real thin on that side of the ball and and also you know one thing we haven't even talked about is like the trust in the coordinators yet which i don't think we're going to know for a couple weeks into the season um but hopefully we know that it's like okay they were just holding back in the uh in the preseason and not like, Oh no, they, they really don't have it. Yeah, no, I think that's true. I think, I think defensively you could probably sustain an injury, another injury to the defensive end position. Cause I think two Hill and those guys have done a really nice job and they could hold down the fort, which they showed last year uh, for a little, for a little bit of time. Uh, defensive tackle feels pretty good to me right now. You know, like I think if you feel like Daniel Wise had a play, you know, and Phil, like you feel okay, obviously you don't want anything happen to John or Payne, but I think you're right. When, as you move back, it becomes a bigger question. I think you even feel better about the linebacker depth right now just because of what, uh, you know, uh, Mayo did during training camp. But, again, like that secondary is a big question. Like if, uh, you know, if Kendall Fuller gets hurt, like what are you going like, to do? You know, is it right. is Benjamin St. Juice bump out and then Percy Butler, a rookie, is going to start at nickel for you? Like that's that becomes right. really interesting really quick. And, like, that's, you know, that's what happens if William Jackson III gets hurt too. So it's not like that's right. like a – yeah, so that is interesting, but I do think offensively you're you're much more uh, you're in a much better spot to sustain injuries, and I think that's important for kind of promoting more wins. And so they have the worst strength of schedule in the NFL. A lot of the teams that were good last year are going to be down this year. Like I look at the Tennessee Titans specifically without AJ Brown. I think that I, I think they're going to be much more competitive, and it's just about can they win three or four that are close games and. That to me is kind of the big question in terms of getting over that um, seven and a half wins. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, all right, let's take a look at some of the uh, the individual numbers. Uh, let's start with Carson Wentz. Twenty three and a half passing touchdowns is the over under number. Twenty three and a half. That seems like a lot. I mean, what was his? He threw twenty seven last year. Is that what he did? Yeah, he threw his twenty seven last year and twenty seven and like five. I want to say, or no, it wasn't five. Seven. It being like nine interceptions. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, twenty twenty seven touchdowns last year, seven interceptions. Uh, his career, he's gone sixteen his rookie year, thirty three, twenty one, twenty seven, sixteen his last year in Philly when he played just twelve games, and yeah. then twenty seven. And by the way, that's a part of it is like health. If he stays healthy, he's had 27, 27, and he had 33 in the, the 13 games he played in 2017 before he got hurt um, and that year that he probably would have won MVP. Um, but if he can stay healthy, it seems like a lock for the over. Um, yeah. But, you know, can he stay I mean, healthy? That's, that's, that's what I was going to say. It seems, it seems like he would definitely, assuming, and again, this goes back to the confidence in the coordinators, in my opinion. Like, are they going to let him, I don't want to say cook, but like, is he going to have an opportunity to like push the football down the field, make some plays, or are they going to be uber conservative and really stress him? And you know, we had um, uh, Warren Sharp on here and talking about how the play calling can stress a quarterback in terms of decision making. 
are they going to like have him handcuffed the whole time and put him in these high variant situations where, you know, everyone looks at um, Indianapolis and says, oh, like, he, you know, he was in the perfect situation, great running, running system, they insulated, but also he had more third and longs than any other quarterback in the NFL. I don't want to say that's a, obviously hyperbole, but he had a lot of third and longs. And yeah. I think like, is Scott Turner going to do that? You know, run, run, hey, we're in third and eight. Like, let's figure it out and get a first down. Like, those are very, very difficult situations for a quarterback to be success, successful. And that's definitely going to impact how effective he is. So, to me, it kind of goes back to our original question. You know, like, you brought it up already, but we talked about it a couple shows ago, is what is Scott Turner going to do to help him out? Because if Scott Turner is supportive and they find a way to kind of make him very comfortable, I think 23 is going to fall relatively easily. But yeah. it's – can – can they make him comfortable? Can they get him in a good spot? Can they keep him healthy? And that comes back again a little bit to play calling in the situations you're putting him in. Yeah. And also I do think that the, you know, we're talking about just the, the betting numbers, like in the statistical stuff, you know, it's this, this overlays in a fantasy as well. Like you should get some free touchdowns by the fact that you got these really dynamic playmakers on the outside. Sure. Like you should have a slant route to McLaurin, Dotson or Dotson or Samuel at some point during the season that goes for a touchdown when it should have been a seven yard game because they slip one tackle and are gone because they're that good. Right. Um, and so that, that tends to help things as well. Nevertheless, some of the kind of more on schedule stuff that you're talking about, um, interceptions, uh, 10 and a half is the number. Wentz did have only seven last year. Obviously a couple of them came late. I tend to think that that's probably an over number. But yeah. What do you I think? Over, I think over on both is what I'm feeling. I think he's probably going to throw more touchdowns in 23. And I think he'll probably throw more picks than 10. I think because when you look at his turnover worthy plays from last year, he got he got lucky. He had probably a five game stretch where he was like plus four and a half, plus five turnover worthy plays by PFF metrics, and usually some of those are going to flip in coming into next year. So you know, even if he throws. Like in two of those games, two of those interceptions are caught. That's four more right there, and he's hitting the over. So I would say probably yes um, over that, and I think he's probably going to throw more touchdowns, which is which bodes well. And I think you should ride that level of variance. If we're talking from an X's and O's standpoint, like let it like cut him loose, let him throw the football. Like let's do the Rex Grossman man. Like a fifty-yard interception is the same thing as a punt. Like let's ride that. Like let's be aggressive. And put, it, put ourselves in a good spot to like get some good offensive production. Uh, last one on Wentz. I feel like this is again. It just is, if he's healthy, this should be an easy over yards. Thirty-five, forty-nine and a half. So basically, 35. 30, 35 or three thousand five hundred and fifty yards is basically the okay. number. And then last year, what, what was he last year? Thirty-seven, right? Yeah, I believe so. I don't have that number in front of oh, me anymore. Sorry, I'm putting but you on the spot, Craig. It's all right. But like he feels like if if they're the offense that they want to be, and he's healthy, but I think he's that's a four thousand yard passer. Just but say that. But health- I don't know. Like who who do they want to be right now? That's the like who are they? Like in the preseason they were like Brian Robinson show. Brian Robinson's obviously not here right now. So like now who do you want to be? Is it the Gibson show? Because Gibson, I like I love Gibson. I've been the biggest Gibson supporter, but he's bad at keeping your offense on schedule, which is going to put Carson in bad second and long situations. So if that's who you want to be, that doesn't bode well for him to be an effective passer. It really doesn't. So and by the way, last year, 3563. He was basically right on that number. Yeah. So I again this comes back to who who does Scott Turner inv- like? How does he envision this offense? Because through the preseason, we don't really know. We, I mean, like if you tell me, oh, we know exactly who they want to be. The only thing I got from the preseason is that Ryan Robinson is his good running back is a good running back. Jahan 
and Terry are good receivers, right? But they didn't even get a lot of targets. So it's like, how do we know what this is? Do they want to pass out of run heavy formations? Do they want to spread it out? We have no clue. So I don't know. And so if, if, if for whatever reason they go like run, 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 now let's try to pass, like that's not going to be good for him. It's not. So no. that's my biggest kind of like you, everyone, will, I'm sure everyone will say over, 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 but like, with all of these metrics, you don't know. We don't know enough about the offense at the moment to make like a definitive claim like, yes, this is who they're going to be and this is how they're going to execute that. So if I had to gun to my head, I'm going to be optimistic and say over, but I could very easily see that going under. If they're a playoff team, he's over. Um, like they can't be a yeah. pound, like yeah, yeah, pounded yeah. out team. They're not, that's, yeah. that's not where their strengths are. Like that would be, and, that would be a fireable offense, like just to be blunt with And Scott. look at, look at who are the pounded out teams in the NFL. They have, amazing running backs and offensive lines like the Tennessee Titans, yeah, the Baltimore Ravens, Colts. even the Green Bay Packers to a certain extent. They run the ball more than people think, right? The Colts, right? But again, you have you have other stuff off of that. You have, you know what I mean, that makes you dynamic and makes you scary. And I don't think we have the personnel, quite frankly, to to pound it out that way. You know, and I, I think you bring up a good point. I don't know if it's a fireable offense. I mean, if the offense doesn't make any sense based off the weapons, like what's the point of having a coordinator? (laughs) Like that's to me, that's not even like a bold, a bold stance. Like it just like, yes, you need balance. Yes. You need to run the ball. Like there's a lot of different factors that go into whether or not a coordinator is doing a good job. But if on a baseline level, you've got Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel and Jahan Dotson and all these dynamic tight ends. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and even your best, now your best running back uh, until Robinson gets back or like, but still, even when Robinson's there, one of your best weapons is like a dynamic pass catcher. Who's a space yeah. player in Gibson. Like, yeah, spread it around. Like that's, and you're paid, just paid your quarterback 28 million. Like if you that's paid like Carson Wentz point. 28 million and gave up a third round pick for him to turn around and hand the ball off. Like you could have just kept Heideke oh. and spent that money somewhere, so, somewhere else. It is. I agree. I agree. I agree. So, and it's a, it's probably a little bit of an extreme position, but like <laughs> on a on a, like a the track is correct. Um, all right, a few a few more real quick. Uh, John Dotson over under five hundred ninety nine and a half yards. So is he going to get six hundred over over? Yeah, your your team team Jahan all the way. What about over a thousand for Terry? He well, he was just over last year, right? Mm-hmm. He has a way of getting there. I would he go does. over on, on uh, Terry. Yeah, I feel like over. I feel like Jahan's going to have a lot. I feel like the only, my only question would be if Jahan gets starts getting more targets and Terry ends up with like 950. You know what I mean? Like because he yeah. because he just hasn't had the touches that he's accustomed to getting, which would mean the That's offense is true. healthier, which means the offense is healthier. But again, like that might affect his total yardage production. Yeah, although I will say, you know, the counter to that would be, and this would be the best case scenario, is if Curtis and Jahan take some attention away, Terry gets more one on one, and and you know maybe he winds up with a twelve hundred yard season because right. there's he's actually got help. Uh, but I think there's definitely a, a chance that they're all somewhere in that six to nine hundred and fifty yard range. Yeah. Um, other one that I had pulled for McLaren, six and a half touchdowns, over under. How many did he have last year? Do you know I, off the top of your head? Do you remember? Uh, I do not. I would expect that seems like a very like I would say if you were like hey Logan how many touchdowns do I have I'd say six or seven so six and a half feels like a very uh, I have Vegas five number. last year four yeah. the year before seven is rookie year so I I feel like even though it feels like an over uh, it's probably an under scenario yeah based on based on past performance so like you said like this offense is going to be a little bit more open maybe more 
touches in the red zone, maybe more big plays for him because he does, like you said, he's very good after the catch, right? Maybe a couple of yeah. those fall his way. You never know. But yeah. Also, also he hasn't had a, a quarterback who can throw deep since, uh, you know, since like Case Keenum, I guess, kind of. Like even that, like Kirk Cousins. I don't know. Yeah, way yeah, back. He didn't even play with Kirk. Did he not so, really? Wow. No, he was, Terry was so, 2019. So Kirk was gone. So Alex Smith was his guy. Right. Yeah. Alex, Alex, and then case and all of the guys. I mean, obviously yeah. Dwayne could throw deep, uh, but you know, Dwayne's success was, yeah. uh, fairly limited. So, um, yeah, we'll see. It's, this yeah. is why it's fun. Also, that this is, is why, uh, they air condition the desert because when you gamble more often than not, you lose, uh, <laughs> which I'm sure is exactly what BetMGM wants me to say as their newest endorser. Uh, be wise with your bets. Be wise. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, we will be back on Thursday uh, with a heavier preview of Jacksonville. Uh, we also are back on the radio uh, together this weekend, a pregame 10 a.m. on both 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980. Countdown to kickoff on Burgundy and Gold. Game day returns. Earl Forsey will lead into us on both stations as well. So good to get the band back together for that. Of course, I'm back on the radio as well starting Tuesday at 3 p.m. And so we will see you there. Uh, for Logan, I'm Craig. Hope you enjoyed the pod, and we'll see you Thursday here on Take Command.